I couldn't tell. It's like, is that denim or is, it, or is that like sweats or is this some kind of like fucking gravelly fucking slack that he's wearing? Like, what the fuck is he wearing? What are those pants you got on, dude? Mystery. It's from the Von Erich collection. They're hats. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to the Other Ship Podcast. We're glad you're here whenever and wherever you're listening. We're glad you're spending a little bit of time here with us for our Crown Jewel preview show. Coming up when this episode drops, Crown Jewel will be on tomorrow. So looking forward to that. I'm your host, Chris Spiker. And along with us this evening are the Crown Jewel of our hearts, Drew Fassar Jones. What up? Hola, muchachos. And also along with us, Bill, my town ran out of bubble gum and my daughter was pissed Merriweather. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And finally, our producer extraordinaire, friend the most, Michael, it's Christmas time, bitches, Herrick. Damn right it is. The tree's going up on Saturday. <sighs> I'm not even going to argue about you with that. We don't put up the tree after Thanksgiving dinners eating, but to all their own in that aspect. I got to say, man, I love Halloween and I damn sure love Christmas, man. But let's not sleep on Thanksgiving, man. Let's give Thanksgiving some love. Oh, we're going to here. <laughs> Just a little teaser there. We have a Thanksgiving themed episode coming up. Yes, this sassy fat boy likes his Thanksgiving food. Gentlemen, we're about a day out from Crown Jewel, and it's a pretty damn stacked card this time around. Absolutely. We have five title matches and a couple intriguing storyline developments. They're kind of building this up, I guess. It's kind of a segue to Survivor Series, which is always a favorite. And spoiler alert, we're going to have a massive Survivor Series episode coming up for you right before this year's edition airs. So stay tuned. Even with some of the roster guys missing, they're actually running a house show in Rochester Saturday night. So theoretically, people can finish Crown Jewel and Bill can watch Crown Jewel, pack the whole family up into the car and drive over to Rochester and go see a house show and pretty much see the entire friggin' roster of both shows by the time all said and done. Yeah, I was probably not, but I wouldn't mind going. I mean, I think Gunther's headlining that one. I think it's like Gunther and Becky and whoever else isn't on this show will be in Rochester, New York tomorrow night. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. Full disclosure, I that shows you how much in the loop I am about that. I didn't even realize. I saw an article and they're like, hey, they're running a house show. I'm like, okay, who are they going to get? And I'm looking at this show and then I looked at advertised stars like Gunther and Ricochet and Becky Lynch. I'm like, oh, you know, that could still be a really good show depending who else you have on it. I think that speaks to the stacked nature of the roster right now and the wide variety on the entire between Raw and SmackDown. And if you pull from NXT, it's even bigger. Shout out to the Creeds for their debut on Raw this week, by the way. Favorites of ours. Yeah, real quick. Go out of your way to watch Creed Brothers versus Alpha Academy, the DIY versus Imperium tag match, and the Seth versus JD McDonough match from Raw. All three fantastic matches. I mean, JD can go, and Seth is always a good dance partner. Like him or hate him, he's always consistent. So speaking of JD, let's get started with the show. He's on the pre-show facing Sami Zayn. I don't know about this one. I want to say that shenanigans happen and JD does not win because I always want to see Sammy get the win. But Sammy looks good no matter what. So I might have to go with Sammy just for the sentimental favorite. What do you think, Drew? I picked JD. I figured there'd be some Judgment Day involvement somehow, some way. They keep running into rings like every single day. <laughs> I think JD's going to win by some underhanded tactics aided by his Judgment Day brethren. All them running into the ring at once. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that way. It'll probably be Dom or what's her name, Rhea. Yeah, I'm surprised Dom's not on the show. Him and Finn are both not on the show, but I guess it'll be interference fodder for the rest of the gangs. What do you think, Bill? I think it will be Jeffrey Dean McDonough, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, I feel that they're pushing these guys pretty hard, and I think that, you know, they're all going to have belts and do the whole modern day four horsemen thing as, as we've discussed before. But yeah, I think uh, big old JD will get the victory as much as I would be happy if Sammy wins, but that's what I think is going to happen. And I'm sticking to it. Mike, your thoughts. So are we getting a clean sweep here? Everybody picking JD McDonough. Except me. I thought you said you had shenanigans where he could win. You're sticking yeah. with Sammy. Okay. 
I'm, I'm going to stick with Sam because I think shenanigans might happen the other way. And then JD comes out later on and tries to get it back and screw something up. JD needs a win. If he's going to be part of Judgment Day, he needs a win on something bigger than Raw. So this is the perfect place. Like you said, it's not going to hurt Sammy at all to take a loss here. And the fact that Sammy's coming over here and wrestling this match, that's a pretty big deal itself. But this is the place where JD gets that first signature win to solidify his place in the Judgment Day. And whether it's Dom grabbing Sammy's foot while JD has him pinned, or whether it's Rhea distracting the ref so that Dom can toss JD her belt to hit Sammy with. There's going to be something, but it's going to be a hell of a match from bell to bell because both of these guys can absolutely go. And I think if you haven't seen NXT UK or McDonough's cruiserweight work or just his short run he had in NXT earlier this year and you're not familiar with him, check out the match against Seth for Monday night because it was a hell of a match. Tremendous finishing sequence, but it showed what he can do. And anybody who's not familiar with him, I think will come away very impressed from this match. Yeah, so one thing about him kind of floating around the judgment days, you couldn't see what he could really do. But again, NXT UK, he was a freaking star, like all the time. It seemed like he was coming out, put on quality matches all the time. Yes, I'm the lone Sayer and Sammy just because I think Sammy needs a win too. It's not going to hurt him to lose, but I definitely think Sammy would benefit with a win here. We're going to move on to the World Heavyweight Championship with Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's time for Seth to drop the belt. And Drew's storyline right now is much like Shinsuke, and they can't keep doing this to us. Drew got screwed out of the belt, never got a rematch, anything like that. He carried the company during COVID for the most part. I think he deserves the belt. Be a fresh face. I mean, how could we even see him become the new member of Judgment Day if they kick somebody out? Who knows? But I wouldn't mind seeing Seth drop the gold here just because I've always been a big Drew fan. I think he never got a fair shake. I'm still a little miffed about the way he lost to Roman last year and also miffed that they aired that sing-along at the end with Tyson Fury. I think it's going to be a great match because both of them always put on a show, but I would like to see Drew walk out of this world heavyweight champ. I too am going to go with Drew McIntyre here. And I'd also like to preface everything by saying when I make my picks for all of our stuff, I like pick kayfabe you know what I mean? <laughs> like a, a total, I just pick with like who I feel like I want to win, like for real, like if they were really fighting. <laughs> but because I don't know the storylines really, you know what I mean? Because I don't watch weekly. So I just kind of pick like a little Mark picking his boogers up front row. Well, I can tell you that Drew McIntyre is my second favorite guy named Drew right behind you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I am going with Drew McIntyre, and I think that it is Seth dropping the title means Seth can focus on other things. I think maybe him and Cody might have another little dust up leading up to who's going to fight Roman. I think it's going to be something like that, but I don't know, because like I said, I don't watch, so this is all in my mind and conjecture and innuendo. So I'm just being a mark, and I'm picking Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Bill, your thoughts, bud? I'm going to pill Seth, and I'll tell you why. I don't trust anyone named Drew. Yesterday, at the end of the night, I got hit in the face with a pumpkin, and I had PTSD kicked in, and I dropped my hood ornament, and I peed my pants. All things that have happened. No, I'm just kidding. I love Drew. I was going to say, was this all in sequence? Because that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's it. I was like, holy shit, he took my bed a little bit. Okay. That's all right, buddy. I love both the Drews. I really do. The Scottish one and the one who's kind of vaguely Scottish and has a mysterious D in his name. I love them both. They're 27% Scottish. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just got my ancestry update, dude. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I'm 100% that cracker. It was pretty cool, though. And I'm going to get one, too, when I'm sure it's going to play out. It's kind of neat, though, man. It's like half my family is Scottish and the other half is like Ohio Valley hillbillies. So it's a, I come from a diverse background. <laughs> Mike, who are you picking between Seth and Drew? Oh, I think it's Seth. I don't think that Drew's winning here, mainly because I don't want to ruin something I have planned out for an upcoming segment on our Black Friday Survivor Series Super Spectacular. So we'll leave it there. Seth wins. I think there'll be at least one title change on this show, but I don't think it's this one. So I say Seth retains and maybe they don't shake hands at the end, but they come out of it, you know, the mutual respect kind of thing when it's all said and done. I know I've had Damian Priest cashing in the past two times, but I don't think it's going to be this time. I think they're going to hold off on that just because the outcome of him and Cody, but we'll see. I've been known to be wrong once or twice. Next up, we have a fatal five-way for the Women's World Championship with Mommy versus Nia Jax. 
versus Shayna versus Zoe versus Raquel. When did it become five? I thought it was four. No, it's five. It's always been five. It's it's four challengers versus Rhea because Nia came out and has attacked Rhea and Shayna and Zoe and Raquel all four. And so they're all thrown into because because Nia has attacked them and they've come out during Nia's matches against each other and everybody's gotten involved. And there was something with Adam Pierce and Rhea where she was saying she shouldn't have to defend against, I don't know, Nia or somebody or whatever. He's like, you're right. You don't have to. You have to defend against and names them all off and pisses her off. Gotcha. It's kind of a hoss battle. I guess, because it's your strongest, toughest. Should be good. I'm thinking, despite Nia being in the match, and I am not a fan of hers whatsoever, this could be match of the night, just because the rest of them can go. Like, the other four are all really good. I mean, Rhea's had great chemistry with Shayna and Raquel, and I feel that, you know, Nia could give us some cool spots in there, but I just cannot stand her. I think Rhea wins, but I think this will be my dark horse for match of the show. What you think, Drew? Now, is this Texas Tornado rules, all five at the same time? I'm just throwing down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be a wild match, and I think this will be a better match for Nia Jax to be in than a traditional match because that's where she hurts people and stuff. <laughs> when she tries to do sequence things and stuff, you know, these tornado matches, for lack of a better term, where it's just kind of a free for all. Where I'm sure there's a lot of things that they've arranged, but there's probably a lot of off the cuff shit too as opposed to a traditional match where it's you know pretty much laid out for her. So I think she has less of a chance of really damaging somebody, you know, by by trying to put a chin lock on them or something. But I think I'm going to pick Rhea to retain here because it just makes sense for her to carry on with the belt with the Judgment Day storylines and whatnot. But also, she's fucking really good in the ring. And you're right, Mike, this is like a battle of the, the tough girls, man, the bigger girls, you know. So this is going to be a, this could be a, I'm not going to say it's going to be on like the Gunther show. Sheamus drew WrestleMania level, but there could be some heavy shots here in safe places, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with Rhea. Okay, Bill. I agree with you, Chris. I think this might low-key be the match of the night. I don't know why it just seems fun, because watching Big Hoss Gales go at it, I can think of worse ways to pass the time. But yeah, I think it's going to be fun, and I'm going to go, because everyone's going Rhea, I'll be that guy, and I think you guys are probably right and say Nia Jax, because maybe they brought her back to make her this monster thing, maybe give her a victory like this, make her formidable, because I don't know if her losing is going to do anything for anything. And I know she's a pain in the ass and terrible but I don't know. I feel like they have to I just feel like she's going to win or it would make sense to me but it probably is going to be Rhea because Rhea is going to be unless Nia screws her you know what I mean something like that but yeah that's my thing is Nia so I can be different. Mike what's your pick in the Fatal Five way? Well, I would like to say that I think someone else is walking out of here besides Rhea because this is the exact kind of match where she could lose the title and it not take any luster away from her because somebody else could get pinned. But I don't see them taking a belt away from the Judgment Day currently. I think they're going to keep gold for quite a while. So I think Rhea comes out with the belt. However, I am definitely not as optimistic as you guys are about how this match is going to go. And that's largely because Nia is involved. She can screw up any solid match, I feel. And even though the other four are all strong workers, five people in a match is rough sometimes. Now, if we do a big team up spot and they take Nia out immediately and she's on the outside for 10 or 15 minutes recovering and then comes in to do a couple of hot spots before they team up on her again, okay. But I'm afraid that probably won't happen and we'll get a couple of them pairing off over here, a couple of them pairing off over here and then they're taking turns of being the one that's down and hurt or three of them are down at the same time and it's two fighting and then you rotate in and out like they sometimes do. I hope that I'm proved wrong. I hope that this ends up being a fantastic match because outside of Nia, I absolutely love what all four of these other women bring in the ring. They're all different styles, all four of them, which is very cool. You know, Shayna's straight up submission stuff and the MMA route. Raquel does power stuff. Rhea does some power stuff, but it's, I mean, it's different. The way she and Raquel do things is totally different. And Zoe does a little bit of everything. 
you know, she can do some high flying stuff for her size. She's got good strength so she can break out some impressive looking power moves. And she's got a little bit of the MMA type stuff too. So she's kind of like the jack of all trades, I think, in this match. So I think maybe she's really going to shine here. I think it's a good opportunity for her to show what all she can do against each of these different women showing off different skill sets she has. So I hope it's a great match. I'm going to go into it with low expectations and hope that I am pleasantly surprised with the way the match goes and maybe even the outcome. But my guess is Rhea comes away with the title in the end somehow and hopefully no one comes out injured. That's the bigger issue than anything else. I hope everybody comes out A-OK and with no problems. I mean, the only good thing on Anaya being in this match is if Dom tries to interfere and she sits on Dominic. That'd be kind of funny. Hopefully she don't hurt him, but just a funny visual. Stink face. All right. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We have LA Knight challenging Roman Reigns. LA Knight is a huge star. He's earmarked for success. He's got it, but he's not winning here. I think this is just to prove that he is where he belongs and if he can hold his own with Roman, which I think he'll do just fine, then I think that you know they're going to see how far they can strap the rocket on him. But the question is, who's going to interfere this time to help Roman? That's the question I have because that seems to be the running trend. I mean, unfortunately, it's not LA Knight's time yet, but a little later in the show, we'll detail how I think he's going to continue to shine. Drew, your thoughts? I'm going to be a mark and I'm picking LA Knight. It's his night to win it, baby. Yeah! That's it. LA Knight. <laughs> Well said, sir. But I do feel like he's going to come out in like some hybrid tennis shoes that are like half L.A. gear and half British Knights. And he's just going to start it off. Are they going to have a pump? I don't know. Undecided. Pump them up a little bit? Might have the pocket on them like Ruse. Hey, you know, a Franken shoe would be kind of cool. Steal all the best elements from the different brands. Yeah, because British gear just never sounded good anyway. <laughs> L.A. Knight. All right. What you think, Big Bill? I think it's going to be Chavo Guerrero Jr. Probably, I'd like to pick LA Knight too because he's the next big thing, quote unquote. And I think they got to hurry up with him, but it probably is going to be Roman Reigns. So I guess I got to go Roman Reigns because I don't think he's going to lose right now. They want to keep him forever and that thing just kind of set records and stuff but i mean i wouldn't be sad if la night won he's fine yeah i gotta go roman if i'm going by who i think is gonna win okay so bill has officially selected kerwin white mike your thoughts i think this is easily roman i don't think they're derailing this <laughs> anytime soon i don't even know if they're going to end it at wrestlemania because i think hogan's record is in sight so you get him like the second longest reign other than bruno at this point so no i don't think la knight has a chance to win here just because i don't think they're anywhere near done with roman's title reign and i understand why they're pushing la knight against roman here because they have him extremely hot but i don't think they're going to pull the trigger with him at all and i would have rather seen him put in to say the u.s title match against ray and win that title and get to be a champ for a while and really establish that belt as like the belt on smackdown since roman's not around regularly and i feel like this is kind of a missed opportunity to not position him to win that belt and be that guy and kind of be the leader of that show since roman is just sporadically appearing but maybe there's a, a bigger plan here that i don't know or don't see so i will defer to hunter's booking on this and assume there's a good reason for it and we'll see what happens but i think roman definitely walks out champ whether jimmy helps him whether solo helps him whether some new blood for the bloodline shows up to help him it's hard to say yeah i'm curious but again i think that this will prove that Adley knight's a made dude but i don't see roman losing it anytime soon although the fact that he He's not at Survivor Series and probably won't wrestle until the Rumble. You know, I think they're putting it out there to kind of put some seeds of doubt, but LNA will be fine. He just won't be walking out of Saudi the champ. That's all. All right. Another championship match. We have the United States Championship between Bill Merriweather's favorite dude, Logan Paul, and Rey Mysterio. I know we've bandied about the Rey Mysterio U.S. title reign. I think this is where it comes to an end. I think Logan wins it and just is a total douchebag. And I think he can be on more often just to kind of gloat and do his thing. Actually, I think a stable with him, Waller, and Theory would be outstanding on SmackDown. I'm getting a thumbs up from Mike. I think him and I are thinking on the same wavelength here. <laughs> 
And Logan Paul has definitely earned his keep in this promotion. You know, him and Ray will put on a good match because Ray still puts on good matches. He doesn't move anywhere near like he used to, but they'll put on a good match together. And Logan Paul hang on to the United States Championship to WrestleMania when he loses it in a highly contested spotlight matchup against LA Knight. And LA Knight has a long reign with the United States Championship because he'll be just fine. I'm picking Logan for the upset. Well, not really an upset win, but the title win. What you think, Drew? I picked Logan Paul too, but I didn't know the belt was actually on the line, so that's cool. So I guess he will be the new champ because I have predicted so. And generally when I predict stuff, it either doesn't happen or it happens. So I'm pretty good like that. <laughs> I'm always like 50-50 on it and whatever I decide. So 50-50? They have that. Wow. <laughs> that's my second other ship T public store throw in tonight. Check it out. On hiya. Yeah, shout out to Benji for buying shirts. What up, dog? I think I'm going to have to break down and buy Amy a hoodie for Christmas, and I'm leaning towards the Graftones. We'll have to see. <laughs> I haven't made my mind up 100% yet. It might be the Sweet Williams Travel Cheese, too, because that one's pretty good. I don't know. A lot of options to choose from. Yeah, I'm loving the new designs, too, the way they look on the shirts and stuff. Everybody's stuff looks great. Yes, you're killing it. We. Oui. Is he man here? I'm not speaking French. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the man. Is he here? The man. <laughs> so. Sauvignon Blanc. All right, Bill, what you think, bud? Do you want both my desired result or who I think really is going to win? Yeah, give them both to us. All right, so I think... I agree that they upset with Logan Paul at this point because, I mean, it depends if he's going to stick around, I guess. Is he going to wrestle on a regular basis from now on? Or at least show up like once a month or something like that, like in that kind of schedule? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. He's signed to a contract, but I don't think it's ever come out as to what the specifics are. If there's a certain number of dates that they said we need you for this or if it's open-ended, I don't think there's ever been any clarification. Gotcha. But yeah, he's probably going to win then. That makes sense. But what should happen, though, is plane touches down in Saudi Arabia. All of a sudden, a car rolls up. These guys get out. Saudi government agents. They grab Logan Paul and detain him for the rest of his life. Possibly something worse, but I wouldn't say anything like that on our family-friendly podcast. That would be the result that I would desire. He's talented, though. He respects wrestling, so he won me over a little bit, like I said before, but I wouldn't be sad if that was the result. But he's going to win, I think, because they always use Ray as that kind of stuff anyway. At this point, I think this is his swan song. Well, obviously it is, but I think this is a match. It'll be a good match, too. But yeah, it's going to be Logie Logue. I kind of feel like you just wrote the beginning of the next Van Damme movie there. <laughs> Van Hammer? <laughs> Van Dammer? <laughs> now I'm immediately picturing like Major Stash doing the dance from fucking Bloodsport and then just like dropping down in the splits. Uh, yeah. And then Dag's trying to get his autograph. Thank you, Mr. Van Dammer. <laughs> or was it the other way around? I don't know. I think it was, was it no thank you or? Yeah, no thank you, Mr. Hammer, Mr. Van Dammer. <laughs> Here, kid. Don't drink and drive. All right. So, Mike, I actually think we were up to you after that, bud. So I guess I'm the odd man out. And here I have to actually defend Ray having the U.S. title because I don't think Logan Paul is ready to be on TV every week, week in and week out. And with Roman sporadically appearing on the show, your U.S. champ needs to be there every single week on SmackDown. You need someone defending a title there, especially since we only have one set of tag champs and they're on Raw and only occasionally on SmackDown. So I feel like Ray keeps the title for that reason and that reason alone. And again, it highlights why this match should probably be L.A. Knight and Ray for the U.S. title and Knight taking the belt to lead the brand in Robin's absence or whatever you want to call it. But if Logan Paul is ready to show up week after week after week, then I'm fine with him winning the belt because he's fantastic in the ring. He is one of the most natural dickhead heel promos ever. I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but he has the natural dickhead charisma of Tully Blanchard and how it comes across and how you can just tell this guy's a dick. (laughs) Day in, day out in his life, he's a dick. And that's what Tully brought. And I'm not saying he's Tully Blanchard because he's not, but there are a lot of fucking similarities between the natural ability, the dickhead charisma, the fact that you just want to punch this guy in the face when you see him on TV. It's there. 
So if he's ready to be there every week, I'm all for it. I just don't know that he is. So without knowing that, I say Ray retains. This is probably a dumb question. I think I already know the answer, but with the money in the bank, you can cash that in on any title you want, right? Yes, you can. (laughs) It wouldn't make any sense at all to do it, but maybe it'd be a good spot for somebody to cash in on Logan if he won the belt. Yeah. Even though it's a secondary title and he's a mainstream star. Didn't Otis win a money in the bank and use it for tag titles? I have no idea. Am I crazy? Is that some dream that I had? Or wait, didn't Otis lose the money in the bank to Miz? He might have, but wasn't he going to use it for the tag titles? And that's how we got Miz getting the the briefcase because Otis was going to use it for the tag belts or something? Because it's when he was in heavy machinery. I think that was the deal. I think Otis was going to cash it in for a tag title shot and Miz goaded him into putting it on the line. And Yes. Yeah. Yeah. While it didn't happen, they were going the route of using it for something other than the world title at one point. So why not? Hey, I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, it would be, I don't know, that'd be, I guess if there was incentive, quote unquote, it would be just that he's a mainstream name that will get your name in the same article for fighting him or whatever. And somehow comparing Logan Paul to Tully Blanchard, somewhere Chris Aha just tore his other quad. That's a good comparison, though. I never fucking thought of that, though, man. You're right, though. He has got that, like, that guy's really a dick. (laughs) Right? I mean, Bill was the first one to really point out, like, the history with him. But, yeah, just straight up, you see that guy, and you're like, God, what a dickhead. I would like to punch that guy in the face. Like, the first time you saw him, you just saw that smug face. You'd be like, man, I don't know what he's done, but I guarantee you he needs punched in the mouth for something. The next match is Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest, which I think will also be a really great match. You have Superface Cody and Priest, who has been doing quality work himself for a very long time. But you got to keep Cody strong. And I think Cody, even with the bum leg, which I'm starting not to like how he's got injury after injury, kind of reminds me of his dad. I wonder if that's on purpose. Something holding him back, but, you know, do the big baby face come back and Cody will win and Priest will go sulking back. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be some sort of judgment shenanigans here too but you know maybe Cody I'll ride back back him up who knows Drew what you think about Cody and Damien I got Cody here I just think Cody's gonna carry through the crowd's gonna go whoa and then yeah he's gonna win I'm going kayfabe on this one man Cody go fight win I don't know what Priest has to gain by the win really because I mean his whole thing is the briefcase right now I think there'll be some underhanded stuff or whatever I don't know if it'll be a clean win for Cody I think it probably makes sense to maybe do a little bit of a schmaz whereas cody goes over but he doesn't go over you know what i mean so i don't know i think they'll protect damien by not like pinning him maybe and just do like a finn runs in somebody runs in i think we're, we're gonna see a lot of run-in action with the judgment day leading up to a survivor series i think cody probably by dq or something okay bill what you think i'd agree i, I don't think cody can lose and whether that means it is a schmaz thing or it's like a one of those old school double DQ things or whatever, but I don't think they can make Priest look bad. So I think Cody's, I mean, if he wins by a pinfall or some kind of thing, I would pick that before Priest winning, but I don't think Priest is going to lose like that. I think Drew's right because, but yeah, Priest has the briefcase, so I think he can lose and it's not going to matter, but I don't think you're going to bury him either. So I agree with Drew that it's going to be some kind of finish where either one of them looks bad, but Cody is still on top. In order to protect them both, do you think they'd possibly go with a dusty finish <laughs> right, yeah on second thought <laughs> i'm good i said i'm good i said another one bump me <laughs> bump me damn it Mike, who's your pick between Cody and Damien? I think this is a perfect spot to have a double count out because they've kind of almost made this a blood feud in about two, three weeks time with Priest injuring Cody's ankle, you know, targeting him, doing the chair on the ankle and all that. And they've had Cody come storming in in the middle of matches to to interfere. So I think you keep both guys over. Nobody has to take a loss. And I mean, if somebody wins outright, I totally agree with Drew. It's Cody with a DQ victory because somebody interferes. But I would just go straight double count out because they're beating the shit out of each other outside the ring, just brawling around ringside, maybe even into the crowd. I can't remember if we've seen too much of that at the Saudi shows or not. I don't know if that's like a no-no if they're not allowed to go out into the crowd. But provided that it's okay, 
that's what I would do here is just make this a hate-fueled kind of thing and show them beating each other out into the crowd and not getting back before the 10 count. So that's my call. I say most of the guys in the front rows are like sitting in recliners and stuff and they could probably get your head cut off. I I ain't going out there. (laughs) I can't remember if there has been anything in any of the previous shows where they've gone into the crowd at all. So if you can, I would do it. If not, you can do a double count out from around ringside or going up the ramp to the entrance way. There's plenty of ways to do it, but neither guy needs to take a loss. It's not going to hurt either one. As we've already said, they're both over enough and at places that it can't hurt them. But I also don't see a reason to have a winner in this. That's my thinking. It's a pretty valid thought process right there, I do believe, especially because you want both guys to stay hot because he knows when Damien's going to do the cash in. Okay, well, let's move on to John Cena and Solo Sokoa then. John Cena has not won a singles match on a pay-per-view in a long time, and Solo, I think, needs a decisive win, like a decisive singles win here. And I'm really not sure on this one because it could go either way for that reason. If Solo loses, Roman's going to be like, you failed against Cena. I beat John Cena. Why can't you beat John Cena? But Cena doesn't need to win either. I mean, Cena doesn't need to win any match going forward. So it's kind of like a toss up, I think. So that being said, I might go with John Cena. Can't believe I said that, but here we are. Well, I say just like you mentioned, I think Solo needs a decisive win here. And I think he's probably going to get one. I think I'm going to take my kayfabe hat off for a second. And I think Cena's getting ready to go back to Hollywood. So this is the perfect time for him to do the honors and take the spike and eat the Alka-Seltzer and foam at the mouth through the whole gimmick. <laughs> but I think it, it makes a lot of sense, too, and I don't think Cena would have any problems doing the honors, putting a guy over real big on the way out for what could be the last time. Bill, what you think, bud? Um, geez, Louise, I think, oh my goodness, let me put my thinking cap on here, and I probably gotta say, gotta be solo, right? Because are they kind of pushing him, like, to be this big scary heel i think so am i right or i think so i mean he's your enforcer type guy yeah so i mean i guess it depends on how big his next big push like any kind of singles or whatever thing is it's, but yeah what is cena gonna win for otherwise you know the whole match I mean, what's the point of him winning at this point he's won a lot of matches i don't know unless they want to give him solo wants to lay down for him as some kind of tribute to him this might be his last match like you said i don't know but it doesn't make sense for him to win really because you're not supposed to necessarily win your last match but and i think john cena knows that he's traditionalist um so yeah i'm guessing it's going to be solo not the wookie that's for chris <laughs> they will pay for this outrage yeah him and really upset bring me solo in the uso they will pay for this outrage mike what you think well this should easily be solo because the only thing Cena should be doing right now is putting over younger talent. You should put Solo over here, and provided they're not doing the traditional Survivor Series matches, he should be putting LA Knight over at Survivor Series, because that's what he has left in the tank, basically, is his name and the name value and what it can mean for up-and-coming talent. I can't say young talent since LA Knight's almost my age, but the up-and-coming talent that they are pushing as newer stars that's what Cena should be doing is putting those guys over. So unless uh, there's some kind of seven or eight figure bonus paid out to Solo to take the loss here because that's what the folks paying for the show want as the outcome, there's no reason for Cena to win. It should be Solo all the way. And in fairly convincing fashion, I feel like this should be a case where Cena hangs for a little while and then maybe Jimmy's out at ringside and they kind of get a chance to do something dirty to Cena and let Solo get control and then just let Solo beat him down for a while and not put him away just continue to hammer him give Cena a chance to try and hulk up one final time there and Solo clubs him down and I guess kind of the opposite of the Cena Umaga last man standing match where in the end Cena was able to hulk up and stop the spike and get the victory he needs to attempt that and fail and Solo puts him away and gets the victory that's what I would do Valid. I'm wondering if something happens with Solo, and this is where the divide starts, because I know we've discussed it time and time before, but I think Roman's going to be on his own come WrestleMania time. So I'm curious if that starts here somehow, but yeah, I'm going to be different and go with Big Match John one more time. 
We're up to our last match on the show, and it's Bianca Belair challenging Io Sky for the WWE Women's Championship. I think this is going to be great because both of them can go. It's great to have Bianca back, but I don't think Io drops it just yet. You know, I've said it before, and Bianca deserves another run, but I just don't see it happening just quite yet. Got to drag it out a little bit more, but great match, great potential. Just don't see a title change happening here. What you think, Drew? Actually, I'm going with Bianca to win the belt. My kayfabe hat back on. And I feel like this is where Bailey and EO and the gang split up, Dakota. The seeds of discontent sprout. And I feel like Bailey ends up costing her the title on this night. Bill, what you think? I think Bianca is going to win. It's going to be a good match. It's not going to be a decisive thing. EO's guy is going to not look. She's not going to, they're not going to bury her. She's going to win. Also, the lights are going to go down. She's going to get weird. What's that? Is that Jade Cargill? No, wait, it's right back. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Jade Cargill's going to show up. It's going to be a big spot or something like that. Is that possible, you guys think? Or What if it's Jade Cargill dressed like Ryback? I mean, I would be happy, but I'd be too terrified, honestly. I wonder, would this be something they could insert her? Because I feel like Bianca, she's always pretty over. So maybe she doesn't need to win. But I feel like if they can get Cargill ready, they're going to want to have those two go at it. And I don't know why, but they're both like real tough ladies. And if they get Jade trained up and stuff, I don't know. But maybe EO too. Like, she's fine. I know this is the toughest one for me to really know that I'm talking about it. But I, yeah, maybe it is EO. I don't know. Because why would they ever lose already? We'll say, I'm going to change to EO. Mike, what's your pick to round it out, bud? I think EO retains mostly because, as I've said for, I don't know, a couple of months now, I don't think EO loses the belt until Bailey gets a shot at her, whether they're still together as damage control and Bailey gets herself inserted into a match, kind of like how she accepted the triple threat match on EO's behalf the last show, or if it's Bailey turning on EO to go after the title. I think EO keeps the belt until they get some kind of Bailey versus EO match in whatever form. Because of that, I say EO retains. I have no issue if Bianca wins, although I really, really kind of want to see Bianca turn heel and join up with her biz 2000. And to do that, EO's going to need to be a face. The fans are ready to cheer for EO whenever they pull the trigger for her face turn. But again, maybe it turn, maybe it happens here. Maybe Bailey costs EO the match and that lets. EO turn face and then she and Bailey have a feud that way but I just feel like they've presented Bailey as smart enough to get herself a title shot before she turns or in the furtherance of the turn on EO. There's definitely ways you can do it. Bianca as a face with a title it's whatever. I don't know that they've got a good heel challenger ready for her outside of damage control so I don't know that I want her to have the belt if she's going to be a face but yeah. I think this could be match of the night and that's, I mean, this card is stacked top to bottom. Every match, honestly, is a match of the night contender. That's the hardest thing. I've been going through here each match and thinking, ah, no, I'm not going to mention this one because this match might be the match of the night. Any one of these matches could blow the doors off of the rest of the show. Or it could just be a thing where, you know, each match is just like, okay, top that. And then the next match goes out and does exactly that and just continues to build and build and build. So, I don't know. I'm excited for this card. I think it's it's going to be a very good show, and I'm looking forward to, to checking this out. I like that it's a 1 o'clock start on Saturday afternoon. That's a nice deal. So the pre-show is probably at noon then, just FYI, so that you can catch the Sammy Jordan-Devlin-McDonough match. I think we're getting pizza. It's a decision of, do we want to try the Twix bites from Papa John's, or do we want the new bacon cheddar cheese sticks and whatever the new dessert is from Pizza Hut? I don't know yet. We've got some tall ups here going on that might be more undecided than my match picks is where we get pizza from for saturday but this should be a good show it's a nice little palate cleanser before survivor series coming up in a couple of weeks and i look forward to a very strong card eight good matches hopefully eight great matches yeah no i totally agree and i know we kind of all went our separate ways on picks at points but i think it's going to be on paper the strongest saudi show yet just straight up and i have no doubt that a lot of these matches are going to deliver and I'm really excited for it. I think I might do a pot of jambalaya for the show. Ooh. Haven't done it in a little while so we'll see what happens. It just doesn't feel the same without Goldberg. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
For real though, the start is like a baked potato, which is loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Do you put shrimp in it? Oh, sometimes. It's either a combination of shrimp and chicken or shrimp and sausage, depending on what I'm in the mood for. It's between Webby and Christine. You put all three of them in there. I mean, it's good, but it's sometimes way too much, I find. So I'm kind of feeling a chicken and sausage one over the weekend. But. Gotta say, I'm perfectly fine with a 50-50 meat to rice ratio in my jambalaya. <laughs> yeah, no, I am too. So. Or, even, <laughs> or even 60-40, but definitely in the 50-50 range. Yeah, and I do add a few extra veggies in there because Christine likes the veggie healthy stuff. Or we just might do pizza for lunch because we still have some uh, Stranger Things pizza, which are surprisingly very good in the freezer. And then we'll do jambalaya post-show. I don't know. I don't hear a losing combination anywhere there. Not at all. It's a winner all the way around. Yeah, I can't decide if I'm going to have the same old shit or the same old shit. Casey's Pizza or Casey's Pizza? Mm. Are we going to get some chicken and nudes? Maybe I had uh, turkey and nudes again today to return. You should get Skippy over at Monocle's to send you a pizza. Yeah. yeah, they did give me another one, though, man, so that was cool. Oh, Skippy came through. Yeah. Mason was the name. There you go. I was close. Yeah, that's what I call. I was like, they're like, who did you talk to? I was like, I don't know, the manager, the kid. What's his name? Skippy. Skip. <laughs> they're like, who? Skip. <laughs> like, I don't know. He looks like a skip. <laughs> like, Mason? I'm like, that's it. He absolutely looked like his name was Skippy. Absolutely. 100%. Nice kid, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he's the real manager now instead of just the acting one. Right, right. <laughs> just handing out free pizzas like he's the fucking boss. That's how you do it, though, man. I like that's that shit, man. That's right. You do. That wraps up our Crown Jewel preview show. Hopefully, you all get a chance to watch it. And in the meantime, let's tell you about some friends of ours. Yeah, we would like for everyone to check out our friends Shoreline Gems on Facebook. They have their own Facebook page where they show off their one-of-a-kind handmade beach glass jewelry. Check them out. That's Shoreline Gems on Facebook. Also, would like for you to check out our friends Katie and Amy over at What's the Vibe podcast. You can find them wherever you podcast and also on YouTube. And also we would like for you to check out our friends at Luna Worldcast coming to you courtesy of Megafauna Records. You can find them on the interwebs at lunaworldcast.com. You can check them out, uh, join their Patreon, and when you do that, you can live stream all of their gigs and shows and one-off stuff that they do and also if you're a patron you get 15% off their merch so check them out lunaworldcast.com want to give a shout out to the boys in cause chaos our brother shard johnson getting some good reports from the heart doctor so we like that keep it up buddy we love you man and everybody's big brother steve burrow man we love you dude keep getting better hang in there dude love you man i love you guys hey you're fine <laughs> i play <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the boys in cause chaos bill why don't you tell everybody where they can pick up a little something to show their love to those guys? Whoa, can't just cause chaos without representing because that's generic. That's great value chaos. You need to cause chaos officially. Well, this sweet shirt by my man Andrew D at the other ship. It's pretty sweet design. And we got all kinds of stuff. We got stickers, magnets, coffee cups. And I love my coffee cup. It's a little small, but I, you know, I just fill it up a couple times in a row and I'm good. That's my thing though. Tote bags. We've talked about those a lot. Hoodies. Now, hoodie season's coming. It's getting cold out. Holy smokes. You know, some of you guys, I know a lot of you guys out there listen to us, and I don't want to see your nip-ons. No offense. Love all of you. But I'm really not keen on that. I don't want to pierce the veil. You feel me? I don't want to cut ice with a point. So why don't you guys get yourself some sweet other ship hoodies with some sweet, awesome designs and wrap the show in. Keep yourself warm. And again, other ship story. I really wish you'd make larger sizes. I love my shirt. But if I raise my hands, you know, you're going to see more gut than you need to. I guess I could have done Philadelphia Collins for how. Halloween, but I didn't think of it till now. There's that. I also want to give a shout out to my buddies at Twin Tears Comic Con. I'm not doing the show this year. I'm just too busy and too much going on. But they put on a great show every year. They're at the Arnett Mall in Horseheads, New York. It's November 10th through 12th, I believe. I think it's November 11th and 12th, that Saturday and Sunday. There's going to be a lot of good artists there. And Rufus from Supernatural and Stephen Williams, the guy who's in Jason's Dead. <laughs> 
He's a good dude. He's a pretty cool guy. And he's going to be there. And the, the one lady from Supernatural, a bunch of wrestlers, good old Barry Horowitz. But I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm going to play in the show where I picked him for some stuff. And Precious Paul Roma, pretty wonderful, pretty boring. I'm going to be like, are you this boring in real life? And see if he swings on me. And who else? And I, oh, Velvet Sky, I believe, is going to be there. Anyway, long story short, it's a pretty cool show. Reasonable prices. They're great guys. I usually draw there every year. I'm going to go and visit and go see the wrestling. But yeah, if you guys get a chance, anybody in that area or anybody wants to come down, it's a hell of a show for a good price. And if you're a Supernatural fan, definitely. And there's other people there too that I can't think of, but just give them a shout out again, November 11th and 12th. And again, speaking of shout out, don't be afraid. Any platform you use to listen to us, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, all those other, similar to that. But whatever you use, I ain't judging. Whatever you use, whatever platform, don't be afraid to give us some stars, you know, like our podcast, review it, and especially subscribe. All that stuff gets us out there, puts us up in the ratings. We did have a brief flirtation again with being on the charts, and it felt good. And I'm always in Germany. always got the German love. I don't know what that means, but I love it. We're big in Germany. Yes, it is good like Hasselhoff, but you know, we got in the charts for a little bit, so that's pretty cool. But hey, anyway, just show us some love, because we love you guys all out there. Appreciate it. I won't get in the group, because that's somebody else's job, but the interaction. Best fans in the world. You guys rock. Before we talk about how great our Facebook group is, I want to give one shout-out in particular to our boy Tim Graff for actually handing out potatoes at Trick or Treat the other night. Just friggin' outstanding. Taught me like nobody's business. He better be happy that kids are different these days, Minx. If he'd have gave my crew those potatoes, his house would have got peppered, dude. He gave them a choice, so you would have yeah. had to potato and at that point if you were choosing potato you should have been thanking him for the ammunition not repaying it upon his house he, but he had full-size candy bars though didn't he no i don't think so i think it was yeah, full size i'm taking the potato <laughs> then he ran out of potatoes so that's yeah. all yeah. yeah hey man maybe somebody was making stew later or something it was chilly tim, tim has become one of the real mvps of our group and we appreciate the shit out of him so shout out to you tim keep up the great work can't wait to have you on the show in a couple weeks. Oh, we also want to remind you to check out our friends, the Josephines, at thejosephines.net. Get all your tour information, buy an album, buy a CD, buy a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, stickers. Check all that out. Guys are great. If they're in your area, go check them out. Drew saw a great show from them a few weeks ago. When they come back around, I'm going to be there for sure. We also want you to check out the WrestleCopia family of podcasts. The new Wrestling Stoop with Bob Roop, the new episode. First episode of that show just dropped today. There's there's also the Memory Grenade Show, Monday Warfare Show, and then host Ray Russell has the two regional wrestling podcasts, one covering 1986 Mid-South UWF with Roman Gomez and the 1981 Georgia Championship Wrestling Show with the one and only Uncle Jamie Ward. Check those out. They're great shows. You'll learn a lot. Even if you think you know those territories and eras, you will learn something new. You can catch the WrestleCopia shows at WrestleCopia.com or wherever you podcast. We also want to remind you to check out NASPOD, the Not Another Sports Podcast with Jason D'Agostino and his friend David. Check out their takes on the sports issues of today. You can catch them wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. We also want to remind you to check out our friends Hot Rod, Rodney Swift and his wife over on YouTube at It's Mr. and Mrs. Swift 2017. They're doing a series right now on re-reactions to music. I just had a new one come out today, a song that was very near and dear to Mrs. Swift's heart. So check that video out. Maybe you'll uh, discover some new artists that you want to learn more about, hear more of their music. And to see the emotional connection that she had with this song was pretty amazing that they shared that so i want to thank you both for sharing that with everyone and keep up the good work there and i want to give a shout out to bruce and cindy cohen we love you guys hope to see you soon in april when in april april 20th at the glory days grapple con from the rosen center in orlando florida check it out i got my room booked the other day so i am ready to go can't wait for more talent announcements from the great barry rose and the captain nick massey of captain's corner check out captain's corner on facebook speaking of facebook chris is there something you want to say yes as a matter of fact i do i want to pimp out 
how great our group is. If you're listening to this and you're in a group, you already know. 282 members cannot be wrong. We appreciate all the contributions, all the daily stuff from people's food photos, Benji doing his song of the day, wrestler of the day, you know, all the interaction we have where people take care of each other and, you know, just check on everything. And it's just a really great time. We're all happy you're there and hopefully you are too. Spread the word. If you got friends and people that you'd like to be involved in, do you think they'd fit in? Bring them on in. You know, we love variety and hopefully they all do too. So we're grateful to have every single one of you both here and in the Facebook group. Shout out to Frankie Seacrest. Love you, buddy. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Everybody loves Frankie, man. Mr. 391. That's right. Kid. Love you, dude. One of the coolest dudes we all know. Hi, Jana, too. She's awesome, too. Jana had an awesome spider painted over her eye and face for Halloween. Very Road Warrior animal vibes. Very cool stuff. So I don't know if you did that, Jana, or if one of the kids did it for you or Frankie, whoever. Fantastic work. It looked awesome. I think that pretty much wraps it up from all of us here to all of you. Adios, muchachos. Just sit on my balls, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>